You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Uh, For those, I've just started a recording. Uh, For those listening to the recording, uh, before you continue any further, go ahead and listen to one thing by Hillsong United. We're going to listen to that song and then we're going to discuss some things about that song that the Lord just revealed to me, not necessarily about the song, but just things that he revealed using that song. So go ahead and listen to that um, before you continue on. But this last weekend, I had the privilege, and I, it is really a cool privilege. Uh, this is the second family wedding that I've gotten to do, I've gotten to officiate. Um, and it's for me, it's just a real privilege to get to go to um, places where you've, you've, got, you've got everybody's attention. And it, it's about this couple, but you get to share very unique truths that a lot of people don't bring into marriage. And it's just fun to get to share that truth that people and a lot of married people are hearing for the very first time. Um, but it's also a privilege for me because my grandfather is always there and I love that he gets to, to watch me preach and, um, and, and be a part of those things. He was there when we were babies. Uh, me and my cousin, uh, she and I are only nine months apart. So um, it, it's also fun to see that we've grown up together um, and then we found ourselves at this place. It's just a really cool journey to be a part of. But uh, it was in Fredericksburg and we stayed in this, this wedding venue um, you know, it was a high fence wedding venue. It had axis deer and whitetail and all kinds of exotic game. It had elk. Um, it was really, really cool. And you stayed in cabins. They had a ton of cabins, um, you know, little individual cabins that a small family or couple can stay in for that wedding party. Then you can have the, the wedding there and the reception there. And then everybody just gets to go back to their cabin. It, it was really, really great. Um, not a lot of travel, really cool. Um, but anyways, we were in a larger cabin, but it was one of the oldest cabins. The rest are kind of these glam, glamour camping cabins where they're very, very nice on the inside and they look very new age and stuff on the outside and they call them a cabin because there's like a cedar post outside of it on the front porch. Um, ours was a cabin and Real cabins, and this one was, this is all stone, floor, walls, wood roof, no insulation, tiny little heater, freezing. Uh, So I didn't get a lot of sleep. So we're coming home on Sunday, and uh, I just need to let Sarah drive for a little bit, because I was falling asleep. I I passed out in the passenger seat, and the Lord woke me up with a thought. I'm asleep. I'm not listening to the song at all. But it's one of these sideways thoughts that if you are ever wondering how the Lord speaks, start there with you. Start with these thoughts that intersect you out of nowhere that are these sideways thoughts that just hit you like a freight train on the train tracks. You're driving this way and something hits you coming, coming from sideways. It has nothing to do with where your train of thought was going. Pay attention to those. Because when I was learning how to hear the voice of God, those were the ones that were teaching me how, what his voice sounded like to me, were those sideways thoughts. And sure enough, I had one that woke me up. There's, and there's this part in in the wedding 
vows that I get, or the sermon that I get to speak on of how the, the marriage and the covenant that we're entering into cannot be based and can, or cannot be conditionally based. Meaning that, and what I explain, it cannot be based on what, your love for this person cannot be based on what they do for you or don't do for you. Because if I love like that, then I love when Sarah cooks dinner. She's an amazing cook. Amazing cook. Um, but that, if I love her based on what she does for me, dinner being one of those things, then if I come home and it's not ready, my love is affected. Because I've loved her based on what she does or does not do. That cannot be. You can grow very tired of a person if that's what your love is rooted in. And you really can't blame people for divorce if they don't know what they don't know. And it's just like, well, I love this person for what they do and don't do. And as the years have gone on, they stop doing these things that I loved them for. It becomes hard to stay with someone if that's what's fueling the love that you have for them. So I explain that in, 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 this, in this ceremony. And we live in this society of giving and taking. We live in this, it's this exchange of relationship. If you give something, you need to expect something in return. Um, and we see that even affecting the church uh, to where they give something with an expectation of God to do something in return or for uh, some kind of reward for doing this. Um, but this is one of these moments why I'm saying this. This is one of these moments where the Lord was illustrating that he wants to, he wants to rebuild the mystery in his people. We've been talking about this uh, for 2020 and into 2021 of how the Lord wants the mysterious people to exist again. For people to look at us and see a mysterious people and not understand us. And that there is a mysterious, there's, it is mysterious for a people that just simply give because it, it just is the natural expression that flows out of them. And that doesn't mean it looks like what it looks like. They give their time. They, they see and need the kindness project that uh, we get to be, this church gets to be a part of. It's not, it's not solely based in this church. We just get to participate in the kindness project, but it's seeing a need and giving because you desire to give it. You desire to fill the time. Uh, some of us desire to knock down houses more than others, and we're good at it, but we desire to give those things, and that's a mysterious thing. It's a thing that people don't understand. Why would you help? Just wanted to. But the Lord wants to rebuild this mystery. But anyways, listening to this song, there's this lyric. Be everything to me right now. That's a beautiful line. But unfortunately, what the Lord was showing me, how it's played out for so many of us for so long and in the church for so long, and I can only say this because I have lived it myself, is that we have made the choice of him conditional. And when I say be everything to me right now, where am I most likely singing that lyric? Probably in church. Or on, in, in the car ride going somewhere. But it was in a place that was easy for him to be everything to me right then. And so we've, the, and the thing about it being right now is that there is a not right now moment as well. Because it's easy to say in a, in a 
easy environment that I want the Lord and I choose him now. But there's also a line in that where it says, you're everything I need. And we've, we've seen that too. Is he? Right? We kind of see that when push comes to shove. Is he everything that you need? It's easy to say it when the conditions are right for it. But we see that exist in the church. And I see that having existed in me where I had no problem praising and jumping and worshiping and boo-hooing in church. But it wasn't long after my life did not reflect what you saw in that room on a Sunday. Because I made the choice in my walk with God conditional. And it was way easy to choose him in the moment where the circumstances were favorable to choose him. It's harder to choose him when we don't know the direction that he's taking us. We don't, maybe we do know the direction he's taking us and we really don't want to go there. But Jesus chose him and chose obedience to him to the point of the cross. And we can see it and I love that it's recorded. I love that it's recorded. How it was, how it was recorded that Jesus was really having a, I mean, it was weighing on him what he was being asked to do. I love the humanity that we see there. That it wasn't like Jesus was just like, heck yes, I get to go get tortured. He knew what he was going for and he went. But it was the will of God that he desired to be, to be in. Not simply because of what it would do, but because it was the will of his father. And he knew his father who was sending him. It's that moment with the Israelites. He wasn't focused on the circumstance that he was going into. He was focused on him who was sending him into the circumstance. And he chose him right then as well. But we've made the choosing of God conditional. It's a a great song with powerful lyrics. But we have to ask ourselves when we say these things, is he the man of every hour or just this one? What, what it was, we're, we're here from six to seven-ish. What happened between the times you woke up to now? Was he the man of those hours? And after, is he the man of those hours? And for a lot of the church, that has not been the case, right? And we can see that, and that can't be found in us. Do we sing about how we need him here? And this, he asked me this said, do you sing about how you need me in here so you don't feel the need to live it out there? Like, ugh. That was, uh, that, that hurt. It was a very humbling and kind of a gut check moment. Because it, it, we feel qualified now to live the life that we want because we did these things over here. And we can see that. It is all over the place in the Christian community. We live a very different life Monday through Saturday than we do on Sunday. And Sunday reflects a very different life because there are conditional and and these conditional choices that we can make in this place that's easy to choose God. But we are entering into a time where it's not going to be easy to choose God. We're even seeing it now. I mean, there are a lot of people who have put themselves and put the Lord and put expectations on who the Lord is and what he will do that are very disappointed. 
It's difficult for people to choose God if they don't really know God, if he's always been this conditional person that they choose based on when it fits well for them. It's hard to explain difficult things like what a lot of people are, are struggling with that happened today with the ending of a term presidentially and a new term beginning. And so many people being so caught up. It, it's how do you explain now the prophecy of one person still being in office that's no longer there? God was, God was this. He was conditional because I wanted him to look like this. I wanted it to be like this. He's conditional. How do you, how do you choose him now? It was easy to choose him when you thought it was going to go a certain way. How do you choose him then? Can you even really know him if he's only based on a conditional choice that we have for an hour a week? Can we ever really know who he is? Can we truly know the heart of God? Can we truly establish the kingdom of God if he is only conditionally chosen? Uh Uh-uh. And now I've I've said this, and um, there there are, all, all of the words that are spoken in here are for us. There's always an aspect that is for us. This one is for us. We need to be aware of the moments when we're choosing God because it's conditionally easy, right? We need to be, as believers, we need to be on guard of that because we are not, even though we've lived in truth for a long time, we are not absent of of these things. We can't can't avoid them. They're gonna come. It, It would be like the, the saying of once you walk in a true identity, your false identity is never going to knock on the door again. That's just not true. It will always knock on the door. That door becomes a lot smaller and that knock becomes a lot smaller, but it's still always going to knock. There are still moments where who the Lord calls me to be is challenged by what I believed I was for a long time. We know that to be true. So we know that we are not above these things that are coming, but this lesson in particular, I'm speaking because the Lord just really needed us to understand what we're seeing. He needed to show me what, I, what I'm seeing in the world around us. How he has for so long been a conditional, convenient choice for a period of time that for the majority of time was not the convenient choice. Because he couldn't bring anything to the table that they wanted. And now so, even more. Because people have devoted themselves to God because of a political outcome. That didn't come to be. How, did you, how, did you, how do you devote yourself to that anymore if he was tied to a, an election result? He was, his relationship with you was a conditional thing. And so we're seeing that. We need to understand that we're seeing that. We in here, if we're going to bring prodigal sons and daughters home, we need to understand what we're looking at. Uh, But Galatians 5, verse 1. Common common passage. Uh, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. And then... Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.17, I'm sorry I'm going fast, but 
just want to make this point. Uh, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And it is for freedom he has set us free. It is freedom, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, then freedom is an attribute of a person. Right? Freedom is a characteristic that is found when with a person. Freedom is Jesus. Freedom is the Spirit of God. You can't find freedom outside of the Spirit of God. So you cannot walk in freedom if he is conditionally chosen. You, can't, you will not exist in freedom. You will only exist in the yoke of slavery. And then that brings us back to this. If we're looking at him conditionally, then that, it, it just made so much sense to me of, of the talking, of how we can talk about battle and victory at the same time. For so long we've heard that. To stand on this place of victory in the battle. I was watching this, uh, I don't know, it's some movie on Netflix, kind of like a Braveheart style movie. And they're fighting. And I just remember seeing, it's like, okay, he just had victory. He killed that guy. When two seconds later, he's fighting somebody else. So when we live conditionally, then we see our, we can't, you can't see yourself anywhere else but a battle because to exist in freedom is to exist in the freedom of God. To exist in the freedom of God is to be consumed and surrounded by the spirit of God because freedom is a person. So if you're, not, if you're only choosing, picking and choosing that person, then you're obviously not existing in that freedom so you can only operate in a battle mentality and therefore victory is only very, 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 very temporary before you find yourself fighting again. And so that's really the picture when this picture started to come clear for me as he woke me up from my nap, just showing me the people that talk of victory, but how short the victory is lived. And you see these people that are just exhausted, exhausted in, in, this, in, in, in being Christians. I was trying to explain it to one of the students I get to counsel of how walking in the spirit is this, it's a thousand times a day decision until it isn't. Until all of a sudden you just wake up and it's what you're in. And how effortless the Lord really desired for it to be. And going back to the plunder mentality, if we're plundering and we're taking all of this stuff and we're, we're bringing home this wagon full of jewels and, and gems and, and gold and uh, all these precious metals and we're, uh, you're bringing back a full wagon full of it. When you go to tell the story, you're not going to talk about how exhausting it was to load the cart. It's not going to be a part of the story that you tell. The, the example of going into the room with a bag and filling it up with as much money as you can in two minutes. After those two minutes, you're not going to walk out and say, oh man, let me tell you about how much work that was. You can be talking about what's in that bag. And the victor and the plunder that you now hold, that is yours. But if we make our living for him conditional, 
It becomes about what he can do for me in this moment. And is it convenient for me to choose him or not? And the satisfaction with that answer determines our choosing him or not. I'm satisfied with the feeling I can get for saying I, you're every, be everything to me right now. So I'll say it and I'll sing it and I'll lift a hand up. I'm not sure how I feel about it when it's talking about my day-to-day life and the things that I want to do and how they may interfere with the things that you have for me. And that, again, that's, that's not a, I've, I've explained this, I've got a kid, he wants to be a welder. It's like, well, yeah, but it, what if I'm a Christian and the Lord doesn't want me to be a welder? Like, man, we're missing it. You're missing it. You're really missing it. Do you have a desire to be a welder? Do you love doing that? Yes. I bet that came from the Lord. And if it didn't, and you walk with the Lord and you're operating in the Spirit, guess what you really won't want to do anymore? Do that. I, have, I had such a passion for physical fitness. Had. I, capital H-A-D. Got a degree in it. And I had such a passion to not be in youth ministry. And I was good at avoiding it. But the Lord brought me out here operating in obedience and something I had a passion for became something that was the main source of my ministry and it was the physical fitness stuff. It just was. But I I had a desire for that before I knew the Lord. It was still there. I have a desire. I mean, that's, there's, that's not the connect. We're missing the connection. We're thinking that if I, I walk with God, I'm going to walk in sackcloth. I'm going to have to eat honey and locusts and, and pray on, on my knees, uh, sitting on top of grains of rice. I mean, like it's just going to be this painful and tragic story. And so we choose him conditionally. But all that to say that a thousand times this decision that becomes this decision you no longer have to make and how effortless it is, it's also incredibly exciting. We've talked about this. 2020 was an incredibly difficult year for a lot of people. I loved 2020. It was incredibly challenging. One of the more challenging years I've ever had in my entire life. I had a ton of fun. A ton of fun. When we look at what happened in that year, and that felt like a long year. It was a long year. Oh my goodness. My family, we had a great time. The Lord did amazing things. It's this this reframing of the perspective when we get to operate in freedom and exist in the will of God and It's not about this choosing him conditionally, but existing in him always, consumed by him always, and how effortless it really becomes to live with him and in him, and how exhausting it must be to only choose him momentarily. But so many of our Christian brothers and sisters just simply choose him momentarily, and they just look exhausted. But so much of it is tied to you have put conditions on when he needs to be everything to you and when he doesn't. It's this classic tale of you only start praying when things get tough. 
you forget how to pray when things are easy. That's, that's a very common tale, a very common story that we've had and we've seen and we've witnessed for a long time. And God is simply saying, I can no longer be conditional. You can no longer just choose me when it is convenient to choose me. Because there are times where it is not convenient to choose you. There are people right now that would be offended by my mere existence. It's not convenient to choose to go to Seattle and start talking about how you're a Christian. That's not a convenient choice there anymore. We are, we, are, we are fast approaching days where God, and we've been there for a long time. God is not the norm anymore. I had the privilege of growing up in the Bible Belt a little bit to where it was just, it was, it was part of the culture. It's what you did. But I, very quickly when I became a youth pastor, found out that is not the case anymore. Church is not what you do. God is not what is, you don't have scriptures on the walls in your house. You don't come in and there's a cross on a wall anymore. That's just not the case. He is not the convenient choice any longer. And thank God. But we need to see and recognize and also keep guard for us that we are not putting a condition on when we choose him and when we don't. But recognizing that our choice in him is forever and he has great and mighty and wonderful purposes for us. Because Again, if he is conditional for us, so will the victory that we get to live in and experience in him. It will also be conditional before you find yourself in a battle again. And that's really the most important thing. If you want to truly live in victory and plunder, he's got to be your everything always. It's this, it's this, this statement of you got to be okay being just you and him. Because there are days fast approaching where you will find yourself alone. We'll have our, our brothers and sisters, but you will find yourself. There are moments where we will find ourselves just with him. Not feeling like there's anywhere or anyone to turn to. And he has done that by design. Paul did a great and wonderful thing when he disappeared. And then comes back and starts writing the New Testament. But he found the Lord and then he, he was gone. And it was just him and God. And now look at the result of it. There's a beautiful thing to just be alone with him. But we have to be okay with that. And now John 16, 33. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. If we want to experience what that is, the blessing that has existed since the beginning of time when he created man in Genesis 1.27, the immediate blessing that followed in Genesis 1.28. If we want to, and also recognizing that Jesus came, not that we could be saved and go to heaven, but that heaven could come here on earth because now God, uh, the creation that God had made to be in control and in charge and have dominion on the earth was restored and reconciled back to him again that they could operate in that purpose. Recognizing all of that and recognizing that Jesus overcame the world and then gave us this ministry of reconciliation that we could too have dominion again and bring the world back in communion with God. 
recognizing that now there is fullness of victory and plunder that we can have. But if we don't recognize that and live in that, not just choosing it when it's convenient, but if we keep just choosing it when it's convenient as a Christian people, just choosing it when it's convenient, we will never know what it is to operate in the victory of him who has overcome the world. We will only get to operate in a momentary overcoming followed by an immediate fight. And that's the thing about a battle. You may have victory right here. We've seen the war movies. Some guy just had victory. He's dead two seconds later. He's feeling really good just a second ago. Now he's gone. That can't be the world that we live in any longer. And we can't with the norm of, that being the norm of uh, Western Christianity, we can't allow ourselves to slip into it. Because it is the norm of Western Christianity that we're in a battle. And so much of the choosing of God, and we've made jokes of this, but so much of the choosing of God is based on your emotional response to things. Right? We've seen that. It's, it's the great dilemma that we face with, with youth camps. Because for a very long time, we knew there was a night coming where everybody was going to cry and a million kids were going to get saved and that was going to be the end of it. And two weeks afterwards, there was going to be this Christian high that faded and now these kids weren't going to look any different. So we've lived in a society that that has been the function of the church to conditionally choose God. When you conditionally choose God, you don't need the Holy Spirit. You don't need him. You can't function with the Holy Spirit if you're just going to pick and choose. He won't let you. We can't, we're, we can't know the heart of God without the Spirit of God, but the heart of God is difficult. So we've pushed it out and made it conditional on what we want of God and what we don't want of God. Why there are multiple churches all over the place with different names on the front. We've picked and chosen. He is a conditional if he does these things. He's my God. If he doesn't do those things, he's not my God. So, all of that to say we need to be on the lookout. We need to recognize that not only can it exist in us, but it very clearly exists in the world around us that we have made God a conditional and convenient choice at times, and most of the time it is not convenient to choose him. And we can see in Jesus' story, there wasn't any time where it was convenient to choose him. I love the Chosen series because you see that these guys were on the road all the time. And we read that in the Bible, but it's all of a sudden they're there and then they're in another place. And then they're in another place. But it's like these guys, they had to get there somehow. They walked, they camped outside, they stunk, they were hungry. The, the scene with the the woman at the well, the disciples were gone because they were starving and needed to find some food. Completely and totally exhausted. And I love that scene of the woman at the well where Jesus asked for water. It was probably incredibly hot. I mean, and it talks about how she was uh, culturally drawing water in the heat of the day because she wasn't allowed to go in the cool of the morning. The heat of the day over there must have been hot. But it was inconvenient. And so very easily could have conditionally chosen. Like, yeah, this is tough. 
It doesn't really work for me. I'm going to get in a, a hotel room or something. Uh, but we, we see that in the example, so we need to understand that that's the example that he set, that we would understand the model in which we are to live. It's not a convenient choice. But it is, again, going back to what I get to teach these kids, it is amazing. It is so fun to plunder and live in victory. You don't think about the effort. You don't think about it. I mean, uh, you know, Randy understood this well. Of There were days where he would have counseling from 7 a.m. to nearly 5 or 6 p.m. Straight. I would leave the office multiple times and he'd still be in there. But the unique experience that I had sitting right across, I could see every time somebody sat down, they got the same Randy. That was not a Randy Winfrey thing. That was an operating in the freedom for which he set us free, the spirit of God thing. And in that place, Randy wasn't finishing at the end of the day and saying, man, a lot of people experience freedom because of how much work it cost. That wasn't ever part of the story. It was only about the victory and the plunder and the taking back that which was rightfully theirs. That was the story. That's the story that we get to participate in. And that's the story the Lord desires for the rest of the world to participate in And he's calling Christians back into this, that we would recognize this and live in this this victory. But he can't be conditional if we're going to live in victory because we want to experience the Christ that overcame the world from a conditional picking and choosing, loving based on what is done and not done, but loving because we choose to love him who first chose to love us. And then the fun that comes from that. I, I, can't, I can't really describe to people how much fun I have just walking with the Lord. So much fun. Doing everyday normal things. In my opinion, 10 times more fun that I get to do it with God. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com. 